Hey everybody, welcome to The Remedy. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Pantelaresco, and you're listening to us live on the MicroEffect Broadcasting Network. You can access the show by typing in www.themicroeffect.com, then click on the appropriate links, the chat room links. Come on in, make friends, get acquainted, solve some issues, save the planet. After all, we do live here as well. Um, I'm also published on several different sites, ByeByeBlueSky.com, Brian396.com, SmoLaVite.com. You can find her on the uh, uh, YouTube channels. She's publishing all kinds of things there as well. And a host of other places. I'm all over the place, it seems like, these days. And everybody's talking about Nano. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I want to talk today a little bit more about Nano and about mitochondria. Um... I was getting doing some research and stuff, and I uh, it was interesting. You know, we we used to talk uh, years ago about what Nano was and all kinds of things that you know we saw on Nano, and a lot of at that time a lot of rhetoric was going on. You know, about rope worms and all kinds of stuff. You know, everyone had these ideas, more gallons and so forth and so on. And when Brian396 and I started doing the research and all this stuff, we were kind of on our own. We were like, nobody was really there and we were just sort of, I mean, we were digging. And I mean digging, digging hard. And, um, there you go. Uh, anyway, um, so we said a lot of things about nanobiology, nanotechnology. I mean, we're the only two guys that are really out there putting it out and telling it the way it is and what it is and what we were seeing. And to this very day, we're both putting stuff out further showing what is going on with a lot of us and why we're being infected and some of the things that may be coming out of the body. Wires that may be growing and you know all kinds of, of, of patterns and lesions and rashes and hearing high volume pitches all the time you know being targeted with terahertz frequencies and a whole host of other things that have been going on since then uh, so when we're looking at stuff it's interesting that what we said seven years ago is now coming out in the open now they're saying what we're we had been saying all along which i find really good because it's, it gives credence to what we were saying so some people back in the day, when they were pulling stuff out of the skin, they thought they were pulling out tree branches and sticks and stems and what looked to be like, you know, roots and all kinds of things. And we were saying then it was fullerenes and we still are saying that, but we're also now showing that they are DNA cages. DNA cages are what they're using to transfer whatever they want to transfer in the air or in through vaccines or through the food supply that carry the payload and may carry it to a specific, specific route or realm into the body, which can then either, in most cases, infect us. Now, how many of you in the last couple of days have been feeling a slight nausea in the gut? You're feeling sort of, you know, all blech, you know, and gooey, and you think might have a flu. May not be a flu, may not be a normal flu. It may not even be a flu at all. It may be something that has released in the air to see what, how they can deliver whatever they need to deliver into the system to create this anomaly in the body. And some of this sounds like something out of a Star Trek, you know, uh, network or an outer limits or Eureka or fringe uh, element. But it's no longer a far-fetched sci-fi movie. We are now living in a reality world where sci-fi ideas have become reality. And we're living in these, these realms with the concept and idea that, you know, we're still thinking that we may have a normal pathology affecting the body. We may have some kind of, of um, bug. We may have some kind of lime. We may have some kind of parasite, we may have some kind of whatever the status quo is being published today. And I'm of the mindset that I don't even believe that a lot of the STDs that we're dealing with today are even viruses as they've told us, but nothing but operating systems operating in our body. When you understand the nature of nanotechnology, nanobiology, and, and synthetic life, 
And when you understand artificial intelligence and frequencies and you start following the dots and connecting the dots, you begin to understand that these things are being constructed within our systems and using us as the template and body material to transfer into something we don't know what yet. And a lot of the health issues that you're dealing with is a result of your DNA being manipulated or your mitochondria being broken down so that your body cannot produce the ATP it requires to function correctly. And your DNA is being turned off so that your, your immune system can't get turned on. So it's basically a disruption of your internal programming. So when we're looking at the, the, the effect of what's going on, this is what we've been told as viruses and bacterium and fungi and mold and algae and all kinds of other things that we can get hit with pollutants can cause these kind of health issues. And I'm not disregarding that. What I'm saying today is a lot of things that we are assuming were biological and pathology, pathological at one point in time may no longer be that case. When we're using something that can deliver a payload in the body through a nano delivery method, that includes vaccines, pharmaceuticals, nutraceuticals, whatever it may be, and they're of a metallic nature, they offer absolutely no benefit, none. If anybody's ever actually taken the time to read the nanotoxicology reports that we put on in the databases of nanotransformation, you'll understand that anything on a nanoscale operates in a completely different laws of physics. And what we're dealing with today op does not operate based on what we've been taught or understand. It operates in a completely different paradigm. Because the smaller something is, the more lethal it becomes. And the smaller it is, the more toxic it can become. When you're adding something that's on a billionth or a trillionth or a quadrillionth level or scale or pico scale, you're further saturating the cells, the tissues, the, the uh, joints, the organs. Uh, everything that's inside can get hyper-loaded. That's why it can take you forever to detox because of the high level of toxicity that you are dealing with today. When someone says you're dealing with a heavy metal, we can, you know, we used to think lead and cadmium. But we're but the thinking is completely erroneous. When you start thinking in terms of heavy metal, you might want to consider the concept that we're talking volume, high volume loads that are in the body. That's why a simple electromagnetic pulse is not enough remove these particulates they may deactivate a program and that's another thing that people have to understand when we're talking nanobiology today we are talking of, of an operating system that's on a nano pico or quadrillion scale that can now be activated just by turning on a frequency similar to the idea of turning on your remote control television you sit on your chair you hit the button, you turn it on, you hit another button, you can increase the volume, you hit another button, you can change the channel, you can hit another button, you can pull up a menu. You know, it's, a, it's operating on the same principle as your remote control television. So when you're looking at towers and when you're looking at, at um, antennas, you're looking at um, cell phones and you're looking at iPads and you're looking at Wi-Fi, looking at, you know, all the different bands of frequencies that were around her, RFs, ELFs, EMFs, AM, FM, you know, terahertz, you know, uh, we are being hit with a multiple uh, quagmire of frequencies. And there are some frequencies there that we don't even know we're being hit with at this point in time. 5G is probably up and running and the official, the official word is it's still being processed. The unofficial word is it's already up and running and most of you are getting hit with it not realizing that it's going on because you're part of the great experiment. You're part of the experiment that they want. Uh, Smooth Love Beat did a tremendous job on her YouTube channel when she was uh, talking about Carbon C60. And in there she also took time to record Cliff Hill who's also propagating Carbon C60. 
And his very statements and words were that you have to be six foot rat. We have to now give it to six feet rats. Now what rat do you know is six feet? No, there's no such thing. Unless you're referring to rats as people, which is what he was referring to. To conduct your own experiment with this material. In other words, they don't know either what it does. He described it a little bit, what it can do and what it is, a lub an industrial lubricant. Why would anybody want to put industrial lubricant in their body? Makes no sense. They tried that with canola oil. I see, and you can see what that did to everybody. Broke down the myelin sheet. This is going to activate a, a network of construction in the body which can be turned on by frequencies. Yet, this is not being told to the general population because the general population does not read anymore. If you were to actually go look up 210,000 uh, toxicology studies on carbon C60, you wouldn't go near it with a 10-foot pole. And when you actually see the actual rat studies that were done globally, you would again, would, then you would look at these guys and think, what a bunch of baloney. Con man trying to sell you a concept, a concept, not a reality. Not been tested, now you are the experiment. This is what they're doing. And this is why I emphasize all the time the importance of reading your labels when you buy vitamins and supplements anymore because there are things in your labels and supplements that may not be what you should be swallowing. Um, so when we're looking at uh, when we're looking at a lot of things that are going on today, the paradigm has shifted and now the general population is uh, the game is full on. The plan is in effect. You are now going to be exploited. You are now going to be experimented on. Initially, it was the odd person that's, that was exploited and experimented on because they, had, they were in the initial stages of the experimentation because they didn't want to alarm the general population. Now, more and more people are contacting me, especially through my emails and through, and through other venues, talking about being targeted individuals. Targeted individuals. Okay. Now, in order to be a targeted individual, all the, the criteria there that's required to be a targeted individual is you just have to be alive and be of the race of mankind. That's it. That's all it requires. And that's most of us. And the other requirement is that you are now unaware that you're being exploited and, exp and experimented on. That's the other criteria. And you are made to appear to be crazy, isolated, insane, uh, suffering from some kind of psychosis, suffering from some kind of hypochondriasm, and your doctors are ill-equipped to deal with these topics of today. Because your doctors are, st are so brainwashed with the bunk that they learned in their universities and colleges, they have absolutely no idea that this kind of thing is going on, or if they do know what's going on, they're just following the procedure of giving you the, the antibiotics or whatever. They're going along with the experiment. They want to see what they can give you that can maybe further... Uh, gear the experiment or direct the experiment in the direction they want it to go into to see what they can do. So, uh, this is where we're at today in 2018. So, like I you know, started off initially when we started talking about this, you know, seven, eight years ago. Uh, Brian was the one that kind of got onto this. He got me into looking at it. And we are now looking at, uh, they, we looked at it all. We looked at everything. You know, we saw that there was a bio, biological connection to that, that they had mutated this technology with DNA. That they offering, they were now using DNA in constructing the nanobiology so that it can be more readily uptake by, by the system. So I'm gonna read you a couple of documents on this so that you can understand you know, how crazy these maddening elements in our lives is creating these anomalies in us. Can't call them human. Couldn't, I wouldn't call them mankind. Uh, elements is a good word. Covers a lot of, it covers a broad spectrum of 
what you would how you'd want to define this and this is basically a complete violation of man's free will or free will choice see none of us consented to being part of this experiment yet it goes on I didn't consent I still don't consent I did not want to be exploited or experimented on. I did not want these nanoparticles in, in, uh, sent into my system. I did not want to be activated by frequencies. I did not consent to any of these tests or exploitations or experimentations. And, and like I say daily, you should reiterate that steadily in your mantra, if you will. I did not consent. We none of us consented for chemtrails to spraying smart dust, nano dust, and uh, uh, ultrafine particle dust, angstrom dust, a monatomic dust, a multiple different chemical compositions that they have absolutely no idea what is up in the sky anymore or the chemistry that has occurred in the last six decades. They have no clue. They come out and have proclaimed there is no clue to what is up there. They have no idea. They have no idea. But I can tell you this, that the atmosphere right now is highly conductive and, is, and allows for transmission of frequencies that it never did before. And there's only one reason, or there's, well, there's multiple reasons why that would be. But the one main reason is we have an artificial intelligence that's running this planet that is, now has clear and free access to the globe. And other things that may be floating around in our atmospheres that we have no idea what is up there. We don't even see it anymore. Um, okay, someone asked, Tony, I was surprised to find a store in New Jersey selling Nugo's iodine. Is this correct strength? Potassium iodine 2.4 milligrams, iodine 1.2 milligrams. Well, it's weak. It's very weak. Um, the ratios are correct in the way, in the way they made it. Uh, you probably got maybe a one ounce bottle. So they, if they made it that I'm not sure why they would make it that, that weak, but they made it pretty weak. Um, so, I mean, usually you get a 5%. That's not 5%. I think that's more like a 3%. Uh, you got 5%, 7%, 12%. And if you're going to use the iodine, you want it up in the 5, 5 to 7% range. So, if you're using that, whatever drops you're going to be using, you might have to double up on the drops. Uh, maybe triple with this one. Maybe triple, no, quadruple. You'd have to take four drops <clears throat> to get some kind of effect. Just to let you know. And make sure the iodine doesn't have something else in it. Uh, it may be in an alcohol base or so. You still would have to dilute it. Um, so. Well, well. Someone is saying in the chat, I'm surprised that people don't think it's still going on. Everything that we've ever been taught, okay, you get into the health food industry, right? It's a maze of baloney today. You get doctors coming in. Somebody just sent me a, 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 a um, something's going on in Toronto in a couple weeks or whatever, and it's going to be some kind of health show. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at all, the, I'm looking at the list of people that are there talking, a lot of them talking about shamanistic healing and this type of healing and that type of healing. And I told them there was only actually one thing I, if I was going to go to that show to look at, and that would be because they had something about uh, developing an entrepreneurship and further you know, expanding your enterprise. That'd be about the only thing I'd be looking at because the rest of the stuff was all baloney. It's all garbage. You know, again, a lot of hoopla, a lot of you know, smoke and mirror, you know, EPIO, CAE kind of crap. It doesn't have any benefit or any real, real anything to it. And majority of those people that would be, you know, demonstrating some sort of shamanistic whatever might be mostly fraudulent anyway. So I would probably, like I said, when you're looking at this, and a lot of the other speakers were talking about things that are extremely outdated. Do not apply to today's times, and they are in a, I'm not sure where they're at in their head, but if they still believe that what they're doing is actually helping people, then basically they've got a good sales pitch going on because none of these things will work. All right, Gia, I understand what it says, Gia, but the amount that you're taking in that formula is not enough to do anything. So you're gonna have to use about four times the amount that it's saying. It, Again, it's not going to hurt you to take the four drops. I mean, when you do the math on that. So, um, it's very weak. Uh, when we're looking at 
these kind of things, this is what the health food industry puts out there, just flash in the pan, uh, pie in the sky, entertainment. And it looks like they got something really going on. It looks like they got some kind of fantastic plastic, you know, schmanastic stuff, and you're going there and you're going to see all these, you know, names and whatever. And none of the stuff actually works or none of the stuff is going to be applicable in today's times. So this is why people still can't get the fact that you got nano because you got somebody over here talking about some kind of detox kit that has all these herbals and whatever that don't won't do anything. And you got somebody else selling you some kind of high-end antioxidant profile or something that's going to make your sexual you know, capacity to increase or whatever the heck they're going to sell you. And so again, everybody gets caught up on these distractions and nobody gets out of that loop. So they don't see it, they can't see it because they're too busy being distracted with the entertainment factor of the health food industry. When you're looking at, when you're looking online even you got gurus out there that are you know you got their own shows and they're putting on all kinds of stuff and they're saying all kinds of crap and none of it is applicable or pertinent to today's times there are doctors out there you know uh, grand name doctors high scale doctors that are absolutely idiots when it comes to health they have no clue and they're not selling the general telling the general population the truth on any level and they got their own product line that they are selling that is loaded with all kinds of contaminants. So, you know, you have to really read between the lines today when you're looking at these so-called medical people that are involved in the health food industry or the nutraceutical industry. They're there to hijack everybody. And this has been going on for, for decades, for decades, you know. Um, 30, 40 years ago, there were doctors who were getting into this industry that actually had some knowledge about what they were talking about today majority of them are morons you know idiots and all they're doing is, is being repetitive to what the previous doctors said back 20 30 years ago and they're still not dealing with what's going on today with nano nanobiology synthetic biology nano cages fullerenes frequencies towers cell phone damage, DNA damage, mitochondrial damage from the technology we're, we're being exposed to today. They're not going anywhere near that. They're not giving you any real solutions to dealing with the cancers that these things are causing. They're not giving you any real solutions to deal with the mitochondria damage that this has been breaking down. They're not giving you any real solutions with the terahertz frequencies that you're being hit with that's causing huge levels of genetic and DNA damage. They're not even touching these things today. So when we're looking at um, when we're looking at what we're dealing with as far as the health food industry, this is why I tell you all the time: read the labels, read the products. Don't just read the products; read the other ingredients in the labels. Read what these products are bound with. You know, they're bound with a you know a mineral saying, for instance, a magnesium proteinate. Usually, magnesium proteinase can be a soy-bound, soy-protein-based uh, protein that's bound with the metals, or a rice base, or a, or a pea base, which aren't really any good because they don't allow the body to absorb these minerals properly. Most minerals today need an acid to, for you to digest them and break them down and absorb correctly, or they need to be carbonated or made into a salt. So that once they're in the salt, then you start to see the effect uh, more, more um, profoundly because your body now is able to absorb these nutrients correctly. So um, when you're talking about the left turn in Albuquerque, when you used to watch the Bugs Bunny, I should have made the left hand turn in Albuquerque. Well, they made the left hand turn people are still going straight on down the road because they've been on the highway for so long they have missed they have not been paying attention to the left turn uh, signal of the guys leading the show and they're just uh, assuming and going straight forward straight on on that road missing the missing the turnoff that they should have got on that's what's the problem with the health food industry today they're not current they won't get current they won't get up on this probably for another five years at least minimal 
you guys are already way ahead of the curve on this, way ahead. Because, again, because of what has been exposed to, and even way ahead in what is going to work in regard to uh, helping you reduce the poisoning that you're acquiring on a daily basis. We're no longer dealing, like I said, with just a simple pathology or biology. We're dealing with programs and operating systems that are embedded in these particles, that are embedded in the DNA that, that they have combined. And these uh, integrations of this te these technologies and these, this DNA makes these things um, far more uh, adhesing or integrating with the system, causing a high-end uh, increase in mutation of the body because now the body sees DNA and it sees that it can be its own DNA. If, it's your, if they're using XNA in the nano cages, then your body will not reject that DNA. The XNA can copy your DNA and the body says, oh, this is one of us. This, that's the Trojan horse. That is the Trojan horse. And so when you're having delivery of whatever you want to deliver into a body, whether it be a poison, whether it be an electronic device, whether it be a microchip, whether it be an implant, whatever you want to deliver in the system, the body will not create a defense mode because, of all, because it's been deactivated and because it doesn't recognize that DNA as a strand that is foreign. And once the XNA mimics your DNA, it looks just like you. It's, a, it's the mirror of your DNA. And if you've got any double strands that are broken or any single strands of DNA broken in the helix, it can attach itself into the helix, causing itself to again grow in, this, in the place of that strand and then integrate that program into your DNA. All right, come on back. We'll get into it more. Hey, welcome back to The Remedy. Hi, I'm your host, Tony Pantelaresco, and you're listening to us live on the Microeffect Broadcasting Network. Um, first half of the show, we're talking about, you know, how the game is being played and how you're being played with. Now I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that we talked about seven years ago, and now, and now, they're actually revealing nano cages in the lab and in the computer how DNA-based dendromers transport nanoparticles. Short segments of DNA molecules are perfect candidates for the controllable design of novel, novel complex structures. To synthesize DNA-based dendromers in the, in the lab and to predict their behavior using detailed computer simulations. Now, detailed computer simulations would have come as a result of uh, quantum dots monitoring your insides of the body and quantum dots are little tiny uh, nanoparticles that act as a monitoring transmission or transceiver if you will and you know you've got them when you feel this itchy biting uh crawling things in your body palms of your hands bombs your feet across your legs across your brow your eyes your back of your neck under your ear you know, these things are moving through your system, taking readings of what's going on inside of you. 
Nanocages are highly interesting molecular constructs from the point of view of both fundamental science and possible application. The cavities of these nanometer-sized objects can be employed as carriers of smaller molecules, which is critical, which is of critical importance in medicine for drug and gene delivery. Drug or gene delivery in living organisms. Gene delivery. This is biowarfare. This makes biowarfare far more efficient. Hey, I don't like this race of people. I don't like this culture. I don't like these people because they believe in Jesus. I don't like these people because they believe in Muhammad. I don't like these people because they believe in Moses. I don't like these people because they believe in Brahmi. I don't like these people because they believe in Buddha. I don't like these people because these people live in the in reserves and they believe in their creator. So what can I do? I can create a, a nano uh, cage to deliver genetic biologic integrated with nano programming into their water table, into their food supply, into the very air they're breathing. Just fly an airplane, spray some chemtrails, and away you go. Or I can conduct experiments by flying a low-flying airplane, releasing these in the atmosphere, and having these things directly go into certain parts of the brain which control mood or rational thinking and, can, and then create a disorientation of that part of the brain. Or I can have them go into the pancreas and turn off the pancreas, turn off the DNA. Or I can have them go into the liver or into the spleen or into the spine. That's the implication of this technology. Dendromeres are promising candidates for creating such nanocarriers. Their tree-like architecture. In the beginning, people were saying they looked like they had uh, branches and stems and things coming out of their bodies. As a result of this, as a result of this, people thought they had some kind of vegetation growing inside of them. Nothing was further from the truth, but you should have heard the rhetoric on this. Or they thought they had rope worms crawling through their body. This is what was going on. And we made that comment, like I said, about seven years ago when we first started talking about this. Anyway, um, such now care the tree-like architecture and stepwise growth with repeating self-similar units results in dendromers containing cavities, hollow, hollow objects with controllable design. Nevertheless, decades of research have showed that vast number of different dendromere types experience backfolding or outer branches which grow with growing dendromere generations giving rise to a high density of constituents in the molecular interior. In other words, the stuff would cave or create all these branches and whatever. Okay, and these materials that were coming out were causing these tree-like branches. I'm still pulling stuff out of me that have, that appear to look like tiny little vegetation material. And I know it isn't vegetation, but DNA. The effect of backfolding is enhanced upon addition of salt in the solution, whereby flexible dendromeres undergo significant shrinking, becoming compact objects with no hollow spaces in their interior. Uh, the research found a way to create dendromeres rigid enough to prevent backfolding of outer arms, even in the case of high branching generations, preserving regular voids in the interior. As you can see, they've evolved the technology. Uh, they show that the morphology and con conformational characteristics of these systems stay unaffected even upon, upon of addition of salt, even at higher concentrations. The nanocages they created in the lab and studied computationally what were the subjects they were studying. Imagine that. Could be you. Are DNA-based dendromers or so-called dendromer-like DNAs, DL-DNA? A three-armed structure consisting of a double-strand DNA, DSDNA, formed via hybridization. Now, of a three-single-stranded DNA a three single stranded DNA uh, chains each which has partially complementary sequences of the other two. Now the question should arise here what happens when you have three strand hybrid DNA integrating with a double helix DNA? 
you would have an override, overridden double helix that may mutate with a third strand. That's what could possibly happen. And again, this is not something that they're going to teach you in, you know, in health. Um, while a single Y DNA corresponds to the first dendromere generation, the attachment of a further Y dash DNA elements yields a DL dash DNA of a higher generation. The resulting dendromere is charged and, uh, and hollow containing macromolecular assembly with tree-like architecture. That's what people are starting to see coming out of their bodies or when they're excreting the washroom or when you see, when you have a buildup or it looks like you have a, a fold in the skin. This could be because this tree-like architecture is now growing in the system, uh, attaching its DNA to your DNA. Since DNA is charged, the electrostatic repulsion enhances the rigidity of the molecule. DL-DNA molecules have been assembled in the laboratory by the Juliet Cornell partners with remarkable control and sub-nanometer precision through programmable sticky end cohesions. Sticky end cohesions means that they can bind to whatever they send them to. Their stepwise growth is highly controllable and unidirectional and non-reversible. Isn't that interesting? So, uh, when we're looking at, again, some of the things that we are being exposed to, you know, it's no longer just a simple biology anymore. We're dealing with an integrated, uh, an integration of nanobiology, nanotechnology, synthetic life, uh, Tony, just thinking of this veg veg vegetation-like stuff, could nano explain tumors that have things like hair and teeth? Yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't it? A lot of a lot of the facial moles you see on people, a lot of the facial overgrowth, these little what look like um, tags, skin tags, and things. This is the nano pushing itself out. And again, using your, your proteins and your DNA to keep it concealed. You know, we're looking at something that it has a certain level of programming intelligence. It knows how to hide. When you pull this stuff out of your body and you put a direct light and a lens on top of it, you may not even see it because it has a stealth tech to it. It can bend the light so that you can't see what you're looking for. But if you angle the lens and have the light on it, then all of a sudden you can see what appears to look like a thread or it may look like a branch or it may look like particles, may look like chips, may look like dots, tiny little red and green and, and pink and lavender colored dots. What may look like bots, tiny little round balls, or, or balls are, are circular in, in uh, shape. You might start, you may see uh, origamis, which look like platforms where these things will sit and embed and start to create a circuit. You may see lattices come out. Lattices, a lattice, what that is, is a liquefied concentration of particles in the liquid state. I mean, they may be even using your protein or a protein mix, and they form a pattern. Uh, whatever pattern it forms, that would it would be equivalent of a of a putting up a frame on a home before you start building it. So you put up the frame, then you put the wood around it, then you put the the uh, insulation and so forth. It works very similar to that, or a pegboard for electronics. You have your lattice, and your origami grows on top of that, takes the shape of the lattice, and then starts connecting. Uh, then it starts connecting into whatever circuit it, can, uh, can, it wants to build. Can it kill you? Sure it can. Why not? If you can create a DNA strain to deliver a payload to your DNA and it inter interfaces with your or integrates with your DNA and I turn off your d immune system, you're done. You're done. You know. These things are not, these things are a biotech. These are not just a simple parasite. This is not just a simple uh, virus anymore, you know. 
I mean, has, has it occurred to a lot of you who may be suffering with an STD, for instance, herpes, that it seems to go dormant every three weeks, but the fourth week it re reactivates? Doesn't that sound more like a program operating system rather than a virus? Viruses don't take a break. They don't go into remission every three weeks and come back on on the fourth. Something has to be turning that program on. Something has to be turning that sequence on. And this is what I'm trying to get through to everybody, that these things can do this. If you put a program in the nano and integrate it with a DNA strain, and it integrates with your body and, and goes to where it needs to be embedded in the system, you can now activate or deactivate or program it to deactivate and activate uh, in a sequence. That is not a virus. That is an operating system that is, is activating the, uh, uh, and deactivating itself on command or it's following a command program. Just like your computer, when it boots up, there's a program sequence where it has to boot up and sequence itself to turn on, put on your desktop, put on your programs, uh, hook up your mic, hook up your monitor, and then hook you up to the internet. Same kind of thing. So when you're looking at what this is doing, that's step one. That's one of the steps that goes on in the system. That's why you start feeling weak. That's why you start seeing your hair changing into wires. That's why you, your joints are bothering you. This is why you, you um, break out because your program parameter is now being altered. Let me read the second one well, I, because we're running out of time. Insight how nanoparticles interact with biological systems. Uh, they've discovered that when certain coded nanoparticles interact with living organisms, it results in new properties that can cause nanoparticles to become sticky. sticky. Fragmented lipid coronas form on the particles, causing them to stick together and grow into long kelp-like strands. There's your vegetation again. Long kelp-like strands. And this is just from the particles themselves. Nanoparticles with a 5 nanometer diameter form long structures that are micron in size and solution. The impact on cells is not known. It's, this is an old article. We do know what it can do. So when you have them co collect, this is why you need oil to filter out the juices because the oil will collect these things and cause them to agglomerate to the oil. Now, 1 to 50 nanometers of any kind of material will go through anything. Doesn't matter how dense, how strong, how tough, how pliable, it will go through anything. This is subatomic. This is even smaller than an atom. Where it will collect on the surface is when it exceeds 100 nanometers because now it has congested or col uh, collected so much on the surface. Now you can see what is being collected. But by the time you see what's being collected, it is already penetrated inside your body. This is a comp Those who think they have something inside, like that is a rope room or some other type of parasite, this will dispel the baloney on the Disney Channel on what you think you have especially none of the anti-parasiticals don't work. This will be a sign and indication that what you have is not a parasite. So if you've been using anti-parasiticals and it's not working, this is why. You are dealing with a kelp-like strand that appears to look like a mimetic or a copy of what appears to be a parasite. Using experiments and computer simulations, the research team studied how gold nanoparticles wrapped in, in strings have positively charged beads interact with a variety of bilayer membrane models. The researcher found that nearly a circular layer of lipids form spontaneously around the particles. That's your body's immune system reacting to a foreign matter that's entered into the body. Formation of these fragmented lipid coronas have never been seen before to form from membranes. Um, this is the same lunacy Again, the incompetence of science for profit. NASA selling stuff and not know the end game with it, but as Cliff Hill states, you are the six-foot rat. In other words, they are seeing the impact on an unsuspecting crowd because you are the experiment. You are the experiment. 
Um, uh, the nanoparticles that avoid ammonium phosphate interaction causes causes the aggregation. This is your body's immune system kicking in. The center studies engineered nanomaterials and their interaction with the environment, including biological systems, both negative and their positive aspects. The nanoparticles pick up parts of the lipid cellular membrane like a snowball rolling in a snowfield and they become sticky. This is Brian's 396 research when he talked about in the early stages how this thing would wrap itself up and form a pocket in the body. This is where this pocket comes in from. This is how this works. So eventually you have a buildup of a pocket of these particles and they keep on assembling and they keep on following their paradigm. The unintended effect happens because of the presence of the, of the nanoparticle. Again, the nanoparticles are in, involved in your system and your body is now reacting with an immune response to collect these things to help them move, but because there's so much of this stuff in the system, it then starts to assemble. Here is your black goo. This is the guy that was talking about black goo. This is where the black goo part of it comes from. This, the, perpetrating, this has, the guy perpetrating the black goo stuff has no clue and does not even know the Chinese developed the first liposome hydrogel delivery system for biowarfare with the Russians. These were the ones that developed that type of technology that this guy was calling the black goo. This is where this, this, for, this is forming. Where soil and groundwater mix and the food chain begins by pairing spectroscopic and imaging experiments with a Thomistic and coarse-grained simulation, the researchers identified the iron pairing between lipid head groups of biological membranes and the polycations ammonium group in the nanoparticle wrapping leads to the formation of fragmented lipid coronas. The wrapping, this is again, this is Brian 396 discovery way back seven to eight years ago. So you're getting now how it not only gets in, how it assembles, how it takes over, how your body's immune system can actually help perpetrate the assembly in the body because it is doing what it is supposed to doing it's reacting with a foreign matter entering your system and instead of uh, getting it out it can wrap itself up in this mixture and the stuff still follows the program when you start releasing these particles and these bots in the system using the the bucket or using the triangle or using some sort of other EMP uh, pulsing me mechanism you still have to detox this stuff out because all you've done with these tech is deactivated the program. You still have the matter at hand removing the whatever was being carried into the system and even to remove what may be buried in the pockets. And that can take time because we have been accumulating this stuff for, for some of us as much as five to six decades. And some people have been accumulating this stuff from day one because the food supply was inundated with it. So when we're looking at, when we're looking at um, this tech and what they're doing and the activation of this tech, okay, you're not going to see uh, a majority of the things that you're using today the parasitical stuff doesn't work, you know it's nano. It's some kind of nano construct that's, again, accumulating and growing and assembling in your body. If you're feeling any kind of movement anywhere in the system, a biting kind of movement, that's not a biting, that is the technology permeating and penetrating the tissue in the system, giving you the, simulating what appears to be a bite. So when we're looking at some of the stuff that's accumulated in the gut, a lot of that it would be smart dust, smart tags, smart sensors, and they're doing what they would do in the in the in the in the field, regulating your intestinal tract. So we're no longer dealing. We're no longer in Kansas as um, uh, as we as we've stated before. We are now in the year 2018, and we're not dealing with superbugs. We're dealing with biotech, biotech infections, biotech afflictions, biotech takeover of DNA. You know, so this is this is the the uh, the game at hand. Now, the game at hand also with the Microfect Broadcasting Network is about helping them, keeping them afloat, giving them your donations, helping them out any way you can. So, whatever you can do, do. 
You got Brian396, you got myself at augmentedforce.com, uh, buybybluesky.com, smulavit uh, on her YouTube channels. Check them out, support these sites, give them what you can. Uh, get the information from them, learn, learn, learn. I can't emphasize enough. Augmentedforce.com, there's a catalog link. Feel free to peruse the catalog link. Uh, I'm gonna make a comment. If you are going to order from me, my cutoff this year is going to be the end of November. I will not take any more orders at, by the end of November because of the because of the madness of the mail. All right, check it out. We'll see you next Tuesday. Till then, study, read, get it in you.